Live from the 93.7 The Ticket Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Inside the Huddle with Nebraska Football Hall of Famer, Jay Foreman. Fires a pass, and it's intercepted by the Huskers at the 25, Jay Foreman. And Foreman takes it down to the 19-yard line of Oklahoma. Another big play by the Blackshirts. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Sponsored by Advanced Medical Imaging. Good morning. This is Jay Foreman. Uh, Inside the Huddle brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging, 7601 Pioneers Boulevard. Um, day after the Maryland, I guess, letdown. Um, you know, it's kind of like the, uh, you, you know, Harrison, I think the game is probably how it looks outside, right? <laughs> no no wind and yeah. just gloomy, right? And, and at 7 when you think like, okay, we'd like to have some sun here. We're live at 1040 O Street, 11th and O Street, if you want to be lazy in your mind and thinking. Um, you know, really sometimes doing the after game show, you're caught up in the moment, you know, um, not in the moment. I mean, look, I don't, I, I mean, I didn't play. I didn't coach. I'm invested because I've played out there and gave, you know, a lot to the university as a lot of people have. And, and, and also in a lot, a lot of ways, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of the, these players are doing, they're giving, you know, they're trying to play hard. Um, probably not sometimes playing their best, obviously, but playing hard. And so you're caught up in it and, I think it's always good to kind of have 24 hours, maybe like periodically look back at the game. Not much change. I felt like, you know, on the top of, you know, just on the surface, right? When you just kind of just look at it like a top-down view, you know, you, you hold a very well-old machine, respected offense, dynamic offense, all the kind of catch words and phrases you want to talk about the Maryland's offense to 13 points, you should probably win every single time, no matter who you are, right? I mean, you got to think if it's uh, – I could you used to be able to say Northwestern or Purdue or something like that. They've all scored pretty – I mean, heck, I mean, Purdue scored 49 points yesterday. Northwestern, I think, put 24 yeah, on Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, so, I mean, so, again, I mean, we're kind of making the same point, right? <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and uh, they definitely didn't face um, – I don't think Minnesota's offense is a dynamic – as Maryland's and with especially quarterback play and Wisconsin, you don't even know who's playing, right? And Maryland now is not playing. So, you know, I guess that, you know, that's where, where we're at. And, you know, on with saying that, you know, you know, the defense played definitely good enough to win. You force three turnovers, right? Uh, 13 points. You hold them to 19 first downs. I would have probably liked to see him play a little bit, better against the pass, but they, you know, Maryland has 66 plays, 384 yards, and almost 80 of those came on the last drive, right? Where, where they mm -hmm. went from, I think around the 24 down to the 20. So it'll just say 60 yards or whatever to, so, you know, I mean, that lot came on that last drive. Um, and, uh, you know, the only, you know, probably eyesore for me defensively is, and it, and it kind of goes into the passing yards, right? The six to twelve on third down, and Maryland was way too efficient on third and extremely long. That's what I was just going to say. Right. I mean, they racked up ten penalties for ninety-two yards. We're talking like third and fifteen, yeah, over and over, over and over and over, <laughs> yeah. and we're getting it with tons of tons of room. And yeah, you could say pass rush to get there, but you got to cover. And there was one particular play. I think he ran a post corner comeback, 
he threw it from almost the other side of the hash and threw it without even kind of looking. Obviously, it's a timing route, but those are the routes that what you know you want to sit on and try to break up. Now, I think in the second half, I think they played better and tighter coverage, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and so, oof, <clears throat> you know, and so when you when you when you're turning the ball over yourself offensively to five turnovers, and then you create three, you're minus two in the turnover margin. And to lose by three, you start to go back and look at what plays that. You know, I think sometimes the lack of uh, getting off the field on third and extremely long in the first half put the offense kind of on its heels, you know, mm -hmm. because you're, you know, even when you're stopping them on third down, they're punting, they're pinning you down. You know, I think Maryland had a couple really good punts where it kind of like just checked and, and, and was inside the five, I think, once or twice. Um so you can't really return it. We had one punt return for six yards. So, there, you know, the special teams battle was just kind of even, Steven, nothing. You know, it was like a pillow fight, and that's and that's fine. You know, I mean, that's the way it is sometimes, right, when you got two teams battling it out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it just comes down to the little things, man. It, I mean, I think this game in the, in the, for this team, the details is so foreign to some of these guys that they're just – and you're, at a, you're at, a, at a hard time of the season, right? In the after game show, me and Nick were talking about, um, and Nick was saying, you know, like, look, Husker fans was, you know, just two weeks ago were thinking like possibly to win the West. I was like, man, pump the brakes, Jack. We we got to get bowl eligible. Mm -hmm. We the, our most important game of the season. I was trying to get it out there. You know, granted, Matt Rule and those guys, you know, tell them every week, and we not got to go one and zero. Wasn't going on to, on the road to Michigan State. It's a very winnable game. It's going to be a tough game, but then you can really exercise demons by putting forth your best effort and winning that game. It's kind of like you free yourself. Well, you went up there and started sluggish, especially defensively, right? Mentally wasn't in there when you have two or three busts and two or three drives in the first two drives. Mm -hmm. You gave, give up those explosive plays, and then you give them life, and then you come back against Maryland, definitely an inspired defense, definitely played good enough to win, and Maryland's good enough to get those third and, some, third and longs, right? But I was just saying to that rate, could, is Maryland... I would say obligated and good enough to get one or two a game. Sure. And they would against that, a lot of teams, a lot of defenses. Quite frankly, I saw them do it against Ohio State once. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'd like to think they'd only be two times. When you, when we're like at three or four times that they're getting third downs or Nebraska should be getting off the field, then that kind of is something that we're, you got to play a little bit better. But I don't think that was the – it was a part of the, the game, but not yeah. the end. Of, it, you, the easy thing is to say, okay, look, our offense is – booty right we scored 10 points i mean we we can't dress up that ugly pig too much right i just look at the little things the cause and effect and with the defense i think they could have just played a little bit better but they played dang good you got three turnovers um you held a high-powered offense to 13 points and three at the what four seconds left um and Maryland's athletic enough to where I could, you know, you could say, oh, yeah, the tackling wasn't as good. But you know what? Maryland will get you in space. They got skill position dudes. They got big, strong receivers that can make you miss tackles. That means mm -hmm. that what I mean by that is the angle that you would have to take generally coming top down for a linebacker or a second level guy coming out of the zone against a Northwestern, um, even Purdue throw Minnesota in there is different than coming down against a Maryland. 
is yeah. different than coming down against the Colorado. Well, we saw it with Jones. I mean, he wasn't the biggest dude out there, but he had that one where he broke one, two, three. I think yeah. Hardzog tried to get him with just like a body tackle. Yeah, not Gavin Wright, same thing. Yeah. Body, not not wrapping up on him. It's no, like, it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he, he, he look, he's a big old kid. He's a grown man. <laughs> and you ain't you bump. I call those bump tackling. You you, you it's, body, it's, it's like a little bump. Like you just bump each other, right? Yeah, well, now, you think that means like, that ain't working. Yeah. Because one, he's a big kid, tall, physical, right? Strong. They running through that, man. And you got to wrap up. You got to put your body on them. You got to put your face on them. Um, and you got to grab cloth and you got to bring these guys down. And and, um, and the way that Maryland was trying to run their, well, wasn't trying, they ran a couple of the routes to, to create. Well, here's what they did. <clears throat> And then we'll, next segment, we'll get an offense. And, and and Tony White had a really good plan for this. And so what Maryland did, we were prepared for. But what happened was is, you know, you see, and I've been on defense, and I only can talk from experience, right? And so I've been there before. And and so when you have guys out there and you're playing, and, and, and you know, um, Newsom was out, so that kind of, mm -hmm. you know, Late, you know, kind of, okay, we got some more guys playing. They hadn't played a lot of reps, and you played different positions, and the continuity is just thrown off a little bit. I think they handled themselves pretty decent. Harsog, I think, was banged up a little bit, right? I think yeah. even from the week before, so, you know, you never know whether he was practicing or not. But anyways, you're out there. And so what Maryland did was they, like, they hit Harsog deep, right? Let's see how he bounces back. Do you just, walk, you know, rinse and rinse, rinse it out of your system, come back? What do we do? Quick, quick uh, stop route, break the tackle, hit the sideline, strike up the band, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. That's Maryland, right? They see any type of weakness, they're going to keep going back at it. Then what they did was they tried to run like drag routes and and understood in in uh, third and like a little bit longer that you're supposed to drop eight, right? You drop eight because we got kind of dinged up a little bit when we were playing man, right? Okay, so we're going to drop eight, play top down, communicate. Well, they drop back a little bit deeper, so then that lessens the pass rush, so that lets the guy come in the zone. So that means I'm even deeper from a linebacker possession or position. So that gives you more room to create that angle for me mm -hmm. to be for me to. So with the more top down and more deeper you get, you have to actually take a more rounded type of um, play entry, right? Because I got to beat you to like a step and a half to where you're potentially going to go. And then if I'm there in a regular 45 degree down right here. And you get in a, and I don't get my head across the hip or across the bow, right? You know what I mean? This, yeah. is, this is serious. Well, then. Especially I, with their athleticism they had on offense. Right. So it's a you. This is like a, a little minor detail. One, it comes from experience because I've been there and I've done it. So I'm not going to get out here and say. I never missed a tackle. I never did anything wrong. I'm not like that. <laughs> I've the reason why I can talk so freely about it because I did. You've been there. Yeah. I've been there. You know, <laughs> yeah. and it's just. I mean, Harrison. It is a matter of a. I wish I could put a timer on it because I'm just looking at the clock. I mean, a millisecond, a half a millisecond. It, it's literally like that, and it's just your mind works so fast, and it's like, boop, you're here, and as soon as your eyes go there, you're done. But then you're there and you slide off the tackle, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're the actually, you go from, I always talk about the setting the edge, alley filler, or, or essentially setting the edge, 
alley filler, and then run run guy. So essentially, you want to box a receiver in. A guy on the outside, a guy coming down the middle or, or you know, filling the, fill the gap, and somebody that's not letting them cut back so that you, that's how you gang tackle. But what they did was, if you're running the 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 outside guy on to my side, which would be the backside of the of the coverage linebacker off, well, usually the corner is the edge is setting the edge, right? Because he's the outside right. guy. Well, he's gone. Well, guess who becomes the edge? Me. Guess where I gotta come? Ten yards down. This dude's running freely, kind of a drag route. Yeah, I better be taking a wider angle, and my boy better be coming with me. So that's why coming out of your break and footwork is so so crucial. So those are just little things, but. Look, man, the way the defense was able to answer the bell. Look, I mean, you got to think the this right, what they were able to do, it was after one of the Jeff Sims turnovers. I think it was the fumble or maybe the interception. Because I think he went fumble interception, right? I know he went he, interception. He, uh, he fumbled it and then he threw the interception. Right. Well, mm-hmm. he, first he went interception, fumble, fumble. interception. Yeah. Yes. I'm talking about the last two. Yeah. The defense comes back and forces the fumble in their own red zone. Here comes Chubba Purdy and then we go down the field. Then obviously, you know. That happens. So that's what lets you know the type of mentality that's in that room, that where they're not going to, you know, bend the knee and give up. And they they put an emphasis on, I think two or three weeks ago, you start to hear Matt Rule talk about, we're playing good defense. We've got to force some more turnovers. We've got to punch at the ball. We're seeing it. We're even seeing on, you know, you want to go for it on fourth down. You know, we need to set the line of scrimmage. It was twice yesterday. They shut them down on fourth. I mean, that's a turnover. (laughs) Right. It is a turnover. Yeah, it's a turnover. And it's a sudden change play. Mm -hmm. And you know the thing about it um, with Nash. I mean, I remember I was was watching the game. And it was a fourth and a long one. So pretty much it was fourth and two. I You know, Maryland's place kicker was, you know, obviously coming in was so-so. But it was good enough for like a if you're a power five kicker, that's a chip shot. Yeah, if the, if they would have gone for it, I would assume they make it. Right, it wasn't that deep. But you had no problem running out there, and it wasn't like we're going to draw you off sides because you already called a timeout. Like I remember talking, I forget who I was. I think Baron Miles. I was talking to him. I was like, man, that's disrespectful. Oh right, that's kind of what I thought. I'm not gonna lie. Like, like you, I'm not you, second, fourth down. You know, that's I, just I was like, if these teams are gonna pretty soon start paying attention on is this a good decision to go right. for fourth down against this defense right that's and, just and, been cr- and, killing everyone and, in the and, and then you and then you were so cocky to say we're gonna run i, I call it pretty much a running back take just mm-hmm. hand it off and nash said no nah, not working or not working <laughs> he blew it up and just and but then when nash was there javen wright was there and another person was there. like dude that play was done might have been robinson too yeah somebody yeah, was, was there. a hell of a game yeah and so you know, I think what you know what we what the defense should do. You got to keep doing, um, and just say, hey, listen, we we can play better. You know, and 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 the reason why you do it is just because you got to keep pushing them to play better. You got to believe they can, you know, they're capable of playing better. And realistically, they are. And they, and I'm sitting up here saying they can play better, and they only gave up 13 points. But I'm just talking about when we do inside the huddle, I'm trying to bring people inside the huddle, mm-hmm. inside a defensive meeting. I've been there before, Harrison. When we pull up in a professional level, that means I'm feeding my kids and family off of this, where I know looking over at the offensive guys with David Carr and those guys in that first, pretty much my whole year career when I was there, is like if we, in the NFL, they're the number 17. You know what I mean? Seven, yeah. Hold a team to 17 or less. <laughs> Then it just then it's like okay then we get to blame the offense, <laughs> you know what I mean that's <laughs> like I'm telling you like 
this is a college is a team game because it kind of all goes together. NFL, you like you 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 ten ninety nine. You there to do your thing within the team. If I play good, I'm cool. If the offense or the defense plays good, the coordinator's happy. Offensive coordinator, that's your problem. Yeah. Now you come together on Sundays, but you you know everybody CYA cover your you know what. That's really what it comes <laughs> down to. So, but I I know from experience of playing with that offense and 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 knowing you know they got a some issues um they started to get better at times but i knew you know we had to hold them to for sure 20 or less 17 we felt like you know we did our job and so but even when we were doing that right even when we were playing good defense we were trying to get better at some of the little things that were trying to become a dominant defense and by the towards the end of the year it was one of those things we became dominant. We we actually started to like when the games were tighter because we wanted to show off a little bit, right? And our ultimate payoff, uh, Harrison, is when we went up to Pittsburgh. And I always t- tell this story because I was fond of – I'm so fond of Aaron Glenn, right? He's a defense coordinator now for Detroit. And um, I always felt like I had a bond with him because he was a, you know, he was a professional. Um, taught me how to be more of a pro. Um, and so we got, and Aaron really was just business-like, right? He was a corner, very detailed, didn't say much. You know, he's a corner, you know, mm-hmm. he, he, he'd only come in the huddle when he'd get mad. Cause he had to start making tackles. Like <laughs> we were losing the edge and he would come up there bring his little butt up there and try to hit somebody. And he'd be like, come on now, you know, you know, this ain't, this ain't what I'm here for. But we played Pittsburgh in our offense, um, had, I think it was like 36 yards of, in an NFL game. Like of total, like granted, it was a ton of sacks, but total yardage, total yardage at Pittsburgh. Jeez, that's and, worse than Iowa. Yeah, and they were playing that song that Pittsburgh likes to play. It literally since we got on the like since the game started because they were. I mean, first place sack. You know, I mean, it was mm-hmm. it was third and like thirty every single time. Punt team, get ready, right? And defensively, we played a hundred and one snaps. And now stat wise, we gave up close to 500 yards, but it's only four point something. Yeah, yards if you're playing play. 101 snaps, it's not not too bad. Right. Break it down. And how we won is we won like 21 to 17 and scored two defensive touchdowns and four turnovers. And we gave, we had another one. I think Marcus Coleman had a pick or something and he got tackled at the one and we punched it in. And so we started to devil in the details and devil in the, you know, we were just fine, you know, swimming in quicksand. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so I think it, this is a growing opportunity for some of those guys on the team because the foundation that you're doing, because a lot of the guys are coming back, right, or, you know, can have eligibility. I think Luke Reimer is a senior. Um, maybe Omar Brown. Yeah, there's there's a few decisions to be made. Like guys like yeah. Nash, you know, they'll decide if he wants to come back, which, yeah. you know, I think would be smart. Yeah. Uh, but there's a few for the most part like offensive line we're gonna be having a bunch of juniors become seniors but we'll have a lot of those guys back for one more year yeah now what's nash gotta decide where's he gonna go come back for what nash yeah he's a junior right yeah was he i've been hearing things about maybe he's thinking nfl we will we'll see man harrison listen man i'm playing stay stay for another year listen nash it's kind of like the garrett nelson situation for me listen nash has had a great year Mm -hmm. and he's been consistent this year he, he, you know, he ain't going to the league. Whoever's talking about that's not it. And this is not even a knock on him. You have to look at it, and we'll get into this a little bit. Like, your best bet is to play college football in his situation as long as you can to get as best you can. 
because the NFL is not a run league. He's a run stuffer, but he's shown the ability to rush the passer. The better that you can get at, get at, the more consistent that you can you can do it. The less they can say you're only a plugging plugger at the nose position. Mm-hmm. And Nash has set himself up to get potentially looked at, but. The problem with what's been going around in Nebraska, when you talked about Garrett Nelson, these guys, these guys, like, listen, don't get caught up in this tidal wave here, man. You got to look at the whole landscape of college football and the way that the league is before you start trying to go up there, right? Because here's here's why. Okay. Cam Jurgens, Cam Taylor Britt made great decisions. You want to know why? Both of them are really good, phenomenal athletes and deserve to get drafted, and they would have got drafted whether they came back or not. The amount of centers that came out was very low, right? Now, last year, right, or this draft, mm-hmm. right, because Cam Jurgens in his second year was very center heavy. You have to look at that. Cam Taylor Britt, same thing. Low on corners, supply and demand. It has nothing to do with really you playing. Now, when you got guys that really test out well and they got tape, that accentuated, and that's the right decision. Like a Trey Palmer. <clears throat> right, you you just know you got enough tape where next level yeah. don't matter. Yeah, or you know Trey would have been good to come, but I mean he would have been good to come back. But I think he's a guy where it's just like he's gonna find a route to the NFL. Right, you know how anyway. how soon does he pop in the NFL? You know maybe that's but he's doing well this year exactly. Yeah, and mm-hmm. maybe for him it was time. And and sometimes you know like Malik Collins, he's just very frank. He's like, look, I got you know take care of some people. Some there's things bigger than football I got to do. You got a kid, married, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So those things go into it. But for Nash, I think for him, just to continue along the path and stay the focus and become better, the improvement that he's been able to make from last year to this year with this new weight regimen and being leaner, just to imagine him another year. Exactly. That's the thing that impresses me the most. He, he, he can move this year. He got yeah. a lot quicker. And he can he and, 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 and Campbell for what he's doing. Yeah. And, he's had, and he has stamina. Mm-hmm. The meaning stamina in the sense that he's, he, it, last year was like – he was he was like two or three plays, and the thing is, everybody focused on the one play he didn't play well against Wisconsin, but he had been kicking butt, not kicking butt, but he had been holding his own, holding his own for quite some time. And you got to give the staff some credit as well. They uh, um, came in and looked at the roster and said, you know what, this is, these are our guys, right? I mean, not granted, there were some decisions to be made, but mostly the guys that you know stuck to it. He said, you know what, we're going to make the, the defensively. Tony White said, listen, I'll, I'll find a way to do it. I I just, I was a little, because I didn't know enough about the 3-3-5. I talked to Kirk, Kirk Morrison, who played at San Diego State in the 3-3-5. Once he told me about it and kind of told me about how it works and all that, I was like, okay, it could work in the Big Ten, right? Because I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that made me very comfortable about, about Tony White is when I looked at Syracuse, they had a five, their nose guard was 5'10", like 265, 70 pounds. My man was a factor. That let me know that he he had, he had could adapt his scheme to his personnel and that he would find a way for guys that made plays. Doesn't matter what you look like, all you cared about what you're doing on the field. And that's why you see the numerous amount of guys playing, right? And that's why you see guys that practice is such a big emphasis mm-hmm. but some guys are starting some guys not some guys are black shirt i mean it's we're the, seeing it all around and you know certain guys like williams getting more reps right when it's played. but even you know guys like javen Wright, who we knew were going to play but a system like this just fits them perfectly right and really you get a game. use our length and just right. kind of get you know for a quarterback like maryland 
obviously he still had a pretty okay game, but that definitely slowed him down. You know, just having that much movement in the backfield. That's a yeah. lot of that's a it's lot, lot to of read body, in the yeah, backfield. Body length, tall. Yeah. Um and Javen Wright's just getting better. He's just scratching the surface. You know, he showed that play he made I think he was tipped it, it right? Yeah. For the interception that uh that he didn't get the interception, but I think he made the tip on that he one. He got the interception, the one on the sideline. Then he got the oh, toe drag. Right. Yeah, yeah, he got the toe drag swag and then he had you know, he had some good plays in there. Mm-hmm. You know, he had some good, you know, physical plays to tackling and stuff. So he's just scratching the surface. And so, you know, where they're at, you know, is good at defensively, but let's see if we can do it a little bit better. Let's try to, let's see if we can go up and have a special game where the defense is just the only thing that we talk about. Kind of like how we're going to have to talk about the offense in the next segment, right? Unfortunately, but fortunately, we're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, we'll uh, devil into some of the details of the offense and what we could possibly look forward to um, here next week up in uh, Madison. So this is Jay Foreman. Uh, Inside the Huddle, brought to you by Advanced Medical Imaging. We'll be right back.